Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Four University of Idaho students found slaughtered in their beds, we think, as at least some of them slept. In the last hours, critical video surveillance footage emerges. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at CrimeOnline.com. Detectives collected eight hours of surveillance video Tuesday morning from a gas station in Moscow, where a clerk saw a white sedan passing by at 3.45 a.m. on the night of the unsolved stabbing deaths of four University of Idaho students. An overnight assistant manager told Fox News Digital that she's been reviewing the tapes a little bit at a time over the past few days, looking for clues in her downtime on the graveyard shift. She said she was not working on the night of the murders. Monday night, she said she reached the 3 o'clock hour and spotted the car. The car drove by real quick, she said, and then it turned down a side street off Highway 8. She said she took a picture of the screen and sent it to an email address police have set up to receive tips, and a few hours later, detectives gathered up the footage. You know what? I hate people that say, I told you so. I hate that. I try never to say, I told you so. Got an all-star panel, but first, I've got to go to Cheryl McCollum, uh, forensic expert, uh, founder of Cold Case Research Institute. She's at coldcasecrimes.org. We fought in the trenches. I, as a prosecutor, she is a forensic expert for 10 years and more. Cheryl How many times have I screamed, look for video, 
uh, remember when this became pertinent in the um, Alex Murdoch case when a strange a stranger shot him in the head on a rural road? Absolutely. And I said there's going to be no video footage on that rural road. But what about the turn-ins to get to the rural road? Sure enough, I believe it was an Ebenezer Baptist Church sitting right there at the turn-in with the camera front and center. And here you had to get a gas station clerk to find the video of the Elantra. Really? Here's this girl, this woman in her spare time coming through video and she basically has to deliver it on a Christmas tree. I mean, just thank God we've got the video, Cheryl. Thank God we've got the video. But Nancy, even more specific on your show, I even said I'm looking at the camera right now on my phone. I can see the gas station. Yeah, you did. I mean, should we just, um, you know what? We should start downloading crime stories and uploading it onto there, onto the FBI website for a piece sake. Guys, not only do I have Cheryl McCollum with me, just I'm going to go one by one as I go to them. But guys, remember, as I tell you over and over, I'm not your school mom. This ain't high tea at Windsor Castle. Jump in if you have an idea. Clearly, the police need them. They need every idea they can get. And I'm not suggesting they're not good. They're fine. But the more people thinking and analyzing, the better. I want to go now to my new friend, Chris McDonough, and I believe his wife, somebody he keeps calling Honey, on the video that he has, and the interview room. And it is, I've spent way too much time on the interview room. He's director at the Cold Case Foundation, former homicide detective. You can find him at coldcasefoundation.org. Chris McDonough, question. Um, and, and Fox Nation, if you could show that video that we're talking about that was obtained from the gas station. In your video, you are driving up very slowly the main street there in Moscow, and you turn left, as I recall, at a gas station. Is that the gas station or is it? A, yes. That is the gas station. No, no, that's not the right one. That's not the right one. No, it is. It is actually on a, a another approach, Nancy, into that uh, area, meaning from the main 95. So there is a way around that A&W down at the corner there, yeah. which is on the video. Right. And the, the gas station that this vehicle is seen is approximately one mile away as a crow flies uh, to the house. And there is a way, a back way, uh, to get into the student uh, you know, campus area. But once you're on that main road there, ta- uh, Taylor, you're, you're stuck. It's one way in and one way out. Okay, let me, let me just digest what you're saying. Because Taylor, I don't know how it starts, but it turns into something that almost looks like an alley. And it goes up between houses which, as you point out, those houses do not have video surveillance on them, as you were looking for any other cinder blocks in your video. And you go up Taylor, and there's the house, the front entrance, Jackie, right there. So you're telling me this car speeding by, it was going at a pretty good clip, the white Hyundai Elantra in question is speeding by one mile from 1122, 1122 King which is the murder house, one mile as the crow flies at 3.45 a.m. Right, and we, and the you can't, I couldn't tell personally if the vehicle's leaving or coming towards the area. 
And what the challenge with that vehicle, though, is once it gets up onto King Street, where 1122 is, they have to go up that, you know, road there and around that building and back down the side of the house and then come either park on that street or park in that parking lot behind the house or park in a parking lot um, next to the apartment complex. Exactly. You know, I've argued to juries many a time. I'm going to throw this to Irv Brandt, Senior Inspector, U.S. Marshal Service International, uh, Chief Inspector, DOJ. It goes on and on. Brand new book coming out, Solo Shot. It'll be on Amazon in January. Author of Flying Solo, Top of the World. Irv Brandt, as I have argued to many a jury, nothing good happens after midnight. This is 3.45 a.m., what is this car doing speeding, we think, from the murder house? At the time of the murders, the murders are placed between 3 and 4 a.m. Oh, that's correct, Nancy. Uh, you, you'd be able to narrow down the reasons fairly quickly as to why a car would be going specifically into that neighborhood. Uh, like you said, there's one way in, one way out. It's not like they were going somewhere else. They were heading into that neighborhood for a reason. So it's imperative that they identify that vehicle and the people that were in it. We have looked very carefully at all of the homes, and there are a lot of them. You can't really tell from the picture we keep seeing on TV. Uh, It's very congested, very crowded. It's student housing on top of student housing. And it's almost like an alley driving up King, especially when you add in ice and snow. Very difficult to get up and down that hill without a four-wheel drive. Elantra's, that Hyundai Elantra does not have a four-wheel drive, but there is a parking lot. You go past the house and up around, and then there is actually a parking area in the back of the house and above the house. You're going up an incline and if you were parked there you could easily come down Um, i'm just wondering could the car have been parked there right now we're talking about the video surveillance joining me stephanie pagonas crime reporter fox news digital on the case from the get-go stephanie tell me you've looked at the video we've all looked at it but please describe it for our listeners and viewers right now. That's correct, Nancy. And just going back to what you said quickly, yes, it is easily it is easy to access this home from behind it. There is a road immediately behind the home named Walenta Drive. I personally was there and I parked there and you can see this crime scene from Walenta Drive. Now, going back to this video, yes, this woman said she actually examined the video hour by hour, bit by bit. And when she finally got to the three o'clock hour, she was able to spot this white vehicle. Police were able to recover eight hours of that footage. It shows this vehicle near 802 Troy Road. This is about 1.2 miles, not as the crow flies, that's in a car, 1.2 miles, but yes, approximately one mile. Now, I just want to emphasize here, and I know that Chris knows this from being there as well, but Moscow is very, it's small. Um, you know, you can probably count on two hands how many gas stations there are. Um, Troy Road, it, it's, it's 
it is very close to Taylor Avenue. Actually, Taylor Avenue turns into Steiner Avenue, which is the intersection near where this gas station is located. So about a mile from the home, the car is flying like a bat out of hell. And I heard, Chris McDonough, that it turns down a side street near Highway 8. What does that mean to you? Was it getting on Highway 8? Uh, yeah, well, those are, they could obviously be evasive tactics of some sort. Uh, but what's real interesting is we have, you know, the police uh, when they're first there and they're processing the scene, as you know, Nancy, out in front, they're measuring, you know, what appears to be some type of tire marks on the pavement, as well as uh, the house. If you're standing looking right at the house to the right, that blue house, mm -hmm. uh, some of the early footage, you see a webcam in the exterior porch light. Uh, and then later footage, you see that that camera has been taken and you see, uh, I saw one news report where there was an officer coming out of that house and that camera has gone. So, uh, I'm supposing or, you know, thinking that they gathered that footage and maybe that vehicle would have been seen leaving that particular area. Question to you again, where was that camera? Where again was that camera, Chris? You know, we uh, it was screwed into the porch light. You know, it's one of those webcams yeah. that, you know, and it was screwed into the porch light. But when you go back and look at some footage, you'll see that it's missing. But you'll see it initially there. What house? Uh, it's the house to the right of if you're standing in front of the target house, 1122. Mm -hmm. It's the immediate house to the right. I think it's blue. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Take a listen to our friends at Fox News. Fox News learning this afternoon that investigators have also collected hours of video evidence from a nearby gas station that's only about a half a mile from the murder scene. We've been trying to use those videos to garner new information. Uh, as you can imagine, there's hours and hours and hours of video, so it does take a lot of time. As police comb through that video from at least two local businesses, we're learning more about some of this other DNA evidence in that car they're looking for. And we know the front door of this home was left open, according to a neighbor, for hours before police were ever called. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. 
Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. With me, guys, Dill Carson, high-profile lawyer out of Jacksonville. And as much as I respect his legal acumen, he's here because he's former FBI agent, former police officer in Miami-Dade, author of Arrest Proof Yourself. Don't like that. But you can find him at DaleCarsonLaw.com. Jump in, Dale. Yeah, Nancy, we, we were talking earlier about going up behind the house in that little hillock there where this white car may have parked. And someone earlier said that they had been there and you could see the back of the house. We've talked about this before. Yeah. That little area, that wooded area is so critical. Yeah. And every person who's investigating a case like myself has gone into a house and found a wallet from the perpetrator in a burglary. I don't understand why they haven't removed all the surface dirt and screened through all that material. There's no telling what you might find connected directly to this. Well, I do know that it's been corded off the crime scene tape. Now, I noticed that originally there was one round of crime scene tape, and I think they expanded the area because you can see two lengths of crime scene tape, one encompassing the first crime scene tape. I agree. Everything needs to be combed over with a fine-tooth comb, just behind that house on that steep incline that Dale Carson is talking about. So we have a shot of the white Hyundai Elantra. I've looked at it. Stephanie, agree, disagree. You can't see who's driving it. I agree. I can't see who's driving it. Yeah, I tried. Believe me, I tried. Me too. That's not all that's happening. Take a listen to our cut 155. Our friends over at Fox. The coroner here in Idaho tells me that investigators did put paper bags on the victim's hands inside of the home before they move the bodies, which is critical to preserve DNA evidence. The hands, Martha, are so important in this investigation because if these victims were able to try and fight off the killer, they could have that killer's DNA, like their hair, skin, or blood, underneath their fingernails, which is now being tested. That is, of course, I'm a JD, not an MD, and certainly not a medical examiner. That's medical examiner rule one. Bag the hands. Uh, I remember the first time, my very first homicide victim named Mary. Um, She had her hands bagged, and they certainly did not teach me that in law school. And I said when I went to go visit the medical examiner to make sense of what that medical report, the autopsy report said, I said, why are there bags on her hands? And... He told me, with me right now to tell you, Dr. Priya Banerjee, board-certified forensic pathologist. You can find her at anchorforensicpathology.com. I'm not even going to ask her how many dead bodies she has analyzed. Dr. Priya, why are hands bagged of murder victims and why paper and not plastic? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, I hope people listening to this can learn from it. 
first of all, I've done over 3,000 autopsies and over 150 homicide cases. And on top of that, you have to treat many cases as suspicious. And if you have an inkling that something may be awry, you bag the hands. Because all that does is it protects the hands and trace evidence if they fought back. You know, DNA is our friend now, right? We have so much to learn from DNA. You never know what little tidbit can help you. And you don't want plastic because just like groceries, you, you know, it doesn't breathe, right? You don't want moisture trapped in there. Moisture is not our friend when it comes to biological material. So you want nice paper bags, sandwich bags. They are cheap and easy. Everybody can get them. And what do you bag them with? What do you tighten them with? Rubber bands or string? Uh, rubber bands. I usually use duct tape, but anything. Why do you need it to breathe, Dr. Priya? You don't want it getting moldy. You don't want evidence degrading. Moisture is not your friend. Water is not your friend. Plastic's going to get con you know condensation and trap that moisture and away goes your evidence. Yeah, you know, I, I was surprised to Stephanie Pagonas joining us. Hey, Dr. Priya, you're a little too polite for crime <laughs> stories. So I need I you see. to just, when you have an idea, just jump in. And you too, Karen Stark, I have a peep out okay. of you. Um, <laughs> Stephanie okay. Pagonas, there, was all, there were all these headlines in the last, let's just say, what would you say, 12 hours? Hands were bagged. And I thought, they darn well better be bagged. I mean, that shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. It Thank shouldn't you. even be a question. No, it shouldn't. It'd be a headline if they weren't bagged. Right. But that is SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. But I guess Karen Stark, uh, Karen Stark, New York psychologist, um, renowned in her field, joining us out of Manhattan today. She's at KarenStark.com with a C. Karen, uh, sometimes I forget if I'm not here in the studio or on a crime scene or in court. Everybody doesn't see dead bodies all the time. Remember that, uh, was it in Sixth Sense, the little boy says, I see dead bodies. I'm like, me too. Like, all the time. So I guess when I, I, civilians, or normies, as I call them, see a dead body with bags on the wrist, on the, on the hands, you think, wow, why are their hands bagged? That's not normal. It actually is. This is very disturbing to a lot of people. I can't even go to the grocery store with people without people asking what's happening in Idaho. So mm. seeing hands bagged would be something shocking to a lot of people, Karen. And hearing about it, and what that I was trying to say, and just, you just came to me just then, is that if you think about the parents, right, and they're going, they're grieving, and they're hearing about hands that are tied. And this, they have this visual, not only of what might have happened, but especially with Kaylee's dad, who keeps talking about, you know, gorges that she had. And now they're picturing their children with their hands tied. And it's just awful to have to keep thinking about what, not just what happened to your children, which I can't think of anything worse, right? You know that, Nancy. Yeah. But in addition, these details about what they, yeah. what's been done to them, how they look, it's just terrific. I think yeah, that's... You know, from an investigator... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, you know, I get asked a lot, how do I do my job? Because <sighs> it is dealing with the most horrific things often. And, you know, I think you have to step back because what's quote unquote normal to me every day doing my profession is 
you know, the opposite of normal, really, you know, and so I try to be as sensitive as I can when even delivering information, because what we're talking about, what rolls off our tongues, and especially me as a medical examiner, you know, I look at it as like, I got to do my job. And if, if I wasn't able to be if tolerated, I couldn't do my job. You know, speaking of your job, uh, Stephanie Pagonis with us, Fox News Digital, the coroner who is not a medical examiner, is not a medical doctor, as a matter of fact, didn't she major in political science? She was a registered nurse somewhere, and she got her law degree, as a matter of fact, representing murderers. That's correct. Okay, I have a big problem with that ethical issue, but I'm not concerned about that today because I don't think it touches on who committed this quadruple murder, but I do think she should shut her pie hole. Now, that's certainly not a technical legal term, but uh, to you, Stephanie Pagonis, now she has come out again and weighed in on toxicology reports of the victims. Yes, that's correct. And and I just want to quickly, Nancy, go back to what we were talking about, about the hands being bagged. I mean, not only is that typical in investigations like this, from my understanding, but this is a case in which we were told at least some of these victims fought back. So that just gives you an even better idea of how much evidence might be on their bodies, on their extremities and under their fingertips. Now, yes, she is weighing in on the toxicology reports, which the results have not come back yet. Exactly. It's interesting yep. because it seems to go back and forth. Sometimes sometimes she does choose to speak, and other times she chooses not to at all. So it seems it, it depends on the day. Nancy, I got to get in here. I got to get in here. Jump! First of all, the, the hands being bagged and everything like that did not come from the coroner. This came Ooh. from their CSI people. And I want the families to understand great care was taken with that and great professional technique was done there. And I also want people to understand Good, Sarah. I'm, I'm a crime investigator. I'm not a first responder. I'm a last responder. Yeah. The worst thing has happened. So every bit of evidence that's going to go to the state crime lab or to a private lab is because of me. Those people did everything right to ensure that the evidence is going to be able to point to a perpetrator down the road. I'm so glad you said that, Cheryl. You're right. Jump in, Chris. No, yeah, to dovetail into that thought, it's the bags are just one step in the evidence Uh chain. As you know, you've presented, you know, hundreds of these cases in trial. So the idea is once that bag is removed by the doc at the ME, that bag then gets rebagged and mm-hmm. put into another bag and sent to the lab. And to the yeah. the comment a moment ago, that's critical evidence that potentially could be sitting there. Take a listen to the Moscow police. I want to let everybody know that we are still 100% committed to solving this crime. There's a lot of information to sort through and the information keeps coming in. And not all of the information is relevant, but you don't know if a tip is valid until you take the time to examine that tip and see how it relates to other information that you might have. We have teams in Moscow, Salt Lake City, and in Virginia, as well as other locations across the country. And we're prepared to do interviews and follow up on information at any point, anywhere. Guys, there's more evidence floating around out there.
Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. We said at the beginning, or I did, or Cheryl did, somebody did, maybe it was you, Dale, social media could also hold a key to unlocking the mystery of who killed these four students. I I don't know. They need an army of people to help solve this case because you've got hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of video from all over town that they're coming through. And thank heaven this gas station clerk come through the video herself. But I also want to talk about somebody named Frat Anon. Frat Anon. In CB Talk, you call it his handle. It's his online persona. Joining me right now, Sydney Sumner, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. She has been combing through social media. Now remember, we don't know who Frat Anon is. For all I know, it's Jackie under the covers in bed at night making up a story. But it has, when I, when I put a witness on the stand, for instance, Dale Carson, Cheryl McCollum, Irv, jump in on this. When I put a witness on the stand, well, I do it before I put him up on the stand, you look for details, a story rich in details, details that you can corroborate, which lends credibility to the witness. Agree, disagree. No, I agree, Nancy. But what you're looking at when you put them on the stand is their potential credibility. Are they argumentative? Are they full of themselves? Are they narcissistic? And that really bears on credibility. Yeah, it really does. But what I'm talking about right now is we don't know the source of, we don't know who Frat Anon is. 
But after reading what he's posting, it is very rich in corroborated detail. Okay, Sydney Sumner, you're on. What did you learn from combing through social media? Nancy, I found screenshots of a 4chan thread while combing through Twitter. Did you say a 4chan thread? 4chan. 4-C-H-A-N. Okay. It's kind of like a, a, a board website, so anonymous people can all discuss similar interests. Right. And the Idaho Murders has a dedicated board. So on this board, there's comments coming from one user that say, I don't know why you're referring to killer when it's killers, plural, because they've been planning it for a long time. And I believe this person, Frat Anon, is a member of Sigma Chi at Idaho, at the University of Idaho. Mm -hmm. And he is discussing a possible suspect referred to as DSL. Now, hold on, hold on. He's re- you and I know who DSL, who we think DSL is. Let's just yes. stick with DSL. Because okay. what, what about the great likelihood it's not DSL and we're dragging right. DSL through the mud? So let's just don't do that. But according exactly. to Frat Anon, who we don't know who it is, yes. has so many details about the Sigma Chi fraternity, people in the fraternity, right. events within the fraternity, even right. going back to Bishop Kelly. He referred to Bishop Kelly. We looked it up. It's a high school in Boise, where we believe a group of the Sigma Chi's went to high school. So mm-hmm. what is the gist of what is being said by Fratinon? Basically, this guy posts that you can see the King House Roadhouse from DSL's Sigma Chi room. Okay, so that's identifying somebody that sleeps at Sigma Chi House, which is common in fraternity yes, sorority houses. Some people sleep there and many do not. Okay, so someone that sleeps at Sigma Chi. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it goes on to say, once that third floor light in the King Road house went off, they did it. 19 minutes total, walk included. The detail comes in, talked about this stuff. I'm using a nicer word to replace what he actually said. Talked about this stuff at Bishop Kelly and Sigma Chi. DSL and E, Ethan, got in a fight that night. Xana, X, allegedly was talking stuff. You're saying S-H-I-T when you're saying stuff. Yes, ma'am. So, and you're saying, is he referring to Xana as X? Yes. Okay, go ahead. And it goes on to say, DSL also had problems with Madison. Maddie. This stuff has been brewing, yes, since Fall Rush last year. They went quiet on social media for two weeks before and after the murders. Who? Who went quiet? Um, this is referring to DSL and another member that they refer to as Barry. Now, what can you tell me about claims that the killer wanted to be with X, Xana? Right. So further in this post, he mentions, Fratanon mentions that he saw Ethan, Xana, DSL and Barry at the party that night and that Ethan and DSL have issues reaching back years. Ethan apparently was not very, not on good terms with DSL, talked down to him, made rumors up and that upset 
DSO because he wanted to be with Xana. Is there anything else that's a bombshell to you out of that thread? The biggest things to me are that he also added that the pair, so both the accused in this thread, talked about leaving their cell phones behind at their house on YouTube using autoplay so it looked like they were continuing to create data. Also, one of the other accused in this thread allegedly talked about this stuff in detail in the past, talked about wearing electrician's gloves and putting on baggy clothes after and walking away from the scene. That's incredible. Yeah. Okay, is that Dale or Chris McDonough? It is. It's it's Dale. And I just tell you, that's a fairly easy thing to run down because you got a select pool of people who would know that information who are in that fraternity. And that's where they need to focus energy to rule that out or rule it in. To you, Chris McDonough, joining us on Cold Case Foundation, I discovered him in his uh, YouTube channel, The Interview Room. Chris, one thing that really grabbed me, much of that I could discount. One thing that really grabbed me is talking about 19 minutes, walk over there and back, and it's done. How does that jive with the layout of the land? You know, Nancy, that's uh, it's plausible from obviously from their point of uh, location from the frat house to the target house. But the, the challenge that I think we need to consider here is the multiple um, attacker theory. Um, you know, the, 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 the crime scene, you know, based on the evidence that they've released into the public, i.e., you know, the type of wounds that the coroner talked about, that type of situation. And the, the, dis, the challenge that is going to come into play here is, is there any um, blood evidence or any type of evidence leaving that house? Uh, because if it was as crazy as it's being described, then you're going to have some type of transfer immediately onto these, you know, if it's a multiple suspect situation. Now that's even a higher risk for the offender. If there are two of them. But Chris McDonough, yeah. if we got, if there t- think about it, there doesn't have to be a multiple two people doing the stabbing because we believe based on the wounds there is one weapon could be two similar knives but we're hearing one weapon highly doubtful that two people are going to pass off one weapon but just like the getaway driver he's not in there robbing the bank but he's part of it i could see two people going over there and one hanging around outside nancy that's exactly what this says who's exactly what this says is this cd again Oh, what do you mean that's exactly what it says? In the post, there is also a detail mentioned that Barry, the member referred to as the accomplice, was just a lookout. He did not participate in the stabbings, but went with DSL. Okay, see, we could uh, be going down a rabbit hole, but the point is, in any investigation, Cheryl McCollum, you can't ignore any detail. Even an anonymous post. And of course, cops can figure out from an IP address who posted that. I believe they can anyway. Well, the other thing is, I mean, he seems to have some information, but does that information line up? Again, if this was about Ethan, why go upstairs? Why would he go upstairs and murder two other people and not go into the basement and get the other two? Um, 
He doesn't mention the dog. He doesn't. He doesn't mention well, how he gained but, entry. But they didn't have and an most, issue with those other two gals. It didn't say it was just Ethan. I thought. I thought they also mentioned Maddie. But yeah, this is something, did. y'all, you can gain just from the report. You're right. This is completely unconfirmed. But my point is, I don't think that the cops, I mean, you had to get a gas station clerk to go, hey, I found a picture of the Hyundai. Well, Nancy, I think we need to talk about the car a second. There's three points, three points I want to make about the car. Make them One, quickly. we have it in real time. Two, we have a direction of travel. And three, we have somebody at three o'clock in the morning that has not come forward and you have a way to find the weapon that was thrown out of the window when they turned down that road good idea follow the trail to see if they threw the uh, weapon out take a listen to our friends at inside edition did the bedroom doors of the four murdered university of idaho students have electronic locks like this a former tenant posted this photo and says all six bedrooms had combination locks It's believed the students had a lock on their door similar to this. This is a keypad lock, and I'm at AAA Architectural Hardware in Manhattan with Richard Brown, who is the owner. Are these things reliable? They're very reliable when they're installed properly and when they're used properly. You press the code that was pre-programmed in, push down on the lever handle, open the door, and then close the door behind you. And it should be locked. Hey, Moscow Police, Mecker. Meanwhile, Inside Edition has obtained this body cam video taken on the night of the murders a short distance from the house. It's one thing to drink in an apartment where no one can see you. It's another thing for us to drive by and see you guys absolutely stumbling down the road. Three freshmen were cited for underage drinking. Note the time. 3.15 a.m. Police say the murders could have been taking place at that very moment. The three were sighted near the Sigma Chi fraternity where Ethan Chapin and Zaina Kernodal attended a party. Look how close it is to the murder house. Cheryl McCollum, Jackie says she didn't hear your third point. You have three points. What are they? The third one is the person in that vehicle at three o'clock in the morning has not come forward. In a town of 25,000 people, a white Elantra from 2011, 2013, ain't no way you ain't heard about this. What's your one and two? Real time in the area and direction of travel. Yeah, and I think to dovetail into that thought again, Nancy, is that direction of travel could be critical because if it is in the area where that original report where the dog uh, incident took place, Correct. Uh, that would that would be very interesting correlating uh, evidence. Take a listen, Moscow Police. We have uh, um, information of a white vehicle that was in the area, um, either during the time frame of the homicide or around the time frame of the homicide, and we are just wanting to talk to the individuals who are in that vehicle. Um, they may have some valuable information for us, and we're looking for a 2011 to a 2013 Hyundai Elantra. So any assistance you can give us, um, anybody that owns one, anybody that knows of someone who owns one or may have been driving one, if you could get a hold of us um, through our tip line or um, call us directly, um, we'd appreciate that. Another uh, update, uh, Stephanie Pagona is joining us from Fox News Digital. I understand that at least one of the victim's parents have hired a lawyer for what? Yes, that is correct. So Kaylee Gonsalves' family has hired an attorney. This attorney will deal not only with speaking with police and law enforcement about obtaining information regarding this case, but also is now the point person to speak with media about this case. So what do you make of that, Dale Carson? Well, I, you know, I just don't know. 
Nancy, the, the way all of this is working. Not what I want to hear. Well, I'm just. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Nancy. Jump. Her daddy thinks this investigation is his, yeah. and he is dead ass wrong. They are not going to tell him anything. They're not going to tell his attorney anything. This is an open and active investigation, and any time they meet with him is a courtesy. He has no right to any information yet. Take a listen to Moscow police. Please stick to official news releases for information. Tracking down rumors and quelling rumors about specific individuals or specific events that may or may not have happened is a huge distraction for investigators and oftentimes is the result of social media propagation. And it is very, very uh, frustrating to investigators and hard to stay on track. Finally, I just want to add that we do have a lot of information and we are specifically keeping that information safe. We're not releasing specific details because we do not want to compromise this investigation. It's what we must do. We owe that to the families and we owe that to the victims. We want more than just an arrest. We want a conviction. We owe that justice to Zanna, Kaylee, Madison, and Ethan. Guys, the tip line, 208-883-7180. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.